0: When divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen.
1: Welcome everyone. I am so excited to bring you this episode today. It's a part two of toxic parents and uh, we're going to jump right in because this information it needs to soak in a little bit. I needed some extra time to absorb the material as well. Um, that, I was, that I was preparing myself for to share with you today. Um, you know, part one last week was um, revealing a lot of behavioral issues of toxic parents and it went over some most frequent standard types of toxic parents or toxic parenting. Um, we're going to do a little bit of review and then we're going to get right into the tools that you we're going to share today to reclaim your life from either toxic parenting or past toxic parents okay? So as we know, last week we discussed there are many forms of toxic families, but there are very also very frequent and standard types that run more or less on the same negative behavioral patterns um, and and that toxic parents fall into. And the standard categories that we've kind of we've you know went over last week were seven types of toxic, most frequent types of toxic parenting or parents. The godlike parents, the inadequate parents, the controllers, the verbal abusers, um, which kind of subcategories are competitive parents and perfectionists. Um, number five is the physical abusers, with two subcategories of active abuser and passive abuser. Number six is the alcoholics and number seven is are the sexual abusers. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode to go over all the preliminary information in Part 1 that we shared, I encourage you to do so because this Part 2 of the Toxic parent series is how we're going to reclaim our life from toxic parents. And this is the, the part of the program of this series that gives you the tools to do so. So now that we know the main types of toxic parents... Let me please make some recommendations on how to overcome their hurtful legacy and reclaim your life, okay? Some main problems to begin with is that children of toxic parents usually have such a strong need for parental approval that they don't even live the life they really desire. That sucks, right? Many people physically don't leave their parents' nests, but they never leave their home emotionally, Oh, I'm sorry, they do, you know, I got caught up in the thought process, they do physically leave their parents' homes, but emotionally they never do. Um, this can be seen either in them always putting their parents' needs and desires first, even if they don't live there, even if they don't live with them, um, or in rebellion at all costs, or even in becoming totally alienated from the parents, um, or you know, if you're in the, in the toxic situation um, of being a toxic parent, um, have your radar out for this. You know, you don't, want your, you don't want to alienate your kids. You're on your way to do that if you are um, falling into one of those um, types of toxic parenting. As long as you somehow react strongly to the interaction with your parents, you act as their emotional extension or they are controlling you in some way. It could be a small way, but they're still controlling, okay? The good news is that regarding, or that in this regard, is that you can change yourself without changing your parents. Your well-being doesn't have to be dependent on your parents. You can overcome childhood traumas even if your parents stay exactly the same. And you don't even have to forgive your parents in order to feel better about yourself. In knowing all of that, don't wait for your parents to change. Because it's not likely going to happen. This is if you're an adult dealing with toxic parents, you know, that are older. Okay, you've already moved out of the house or whatnot. You have to become a fully autonomous person, completely responsible for your own life. But you may also be aware that you can't change lifelong patterns overnight. No matter how self-defeating they may be, emotional work on yourself can be pretty heavy. And thus, it's easy to start looking for excuses not to do it. In such cases, shutting down isn't a problem. Just make sure you never stop. Pushing forward to change your patterns. I can share a personal experience with mm-hmm. you. Um, I had to do a lot of personal soul searching. I went through a lot of courses, and, uh, and you know, I f- hit rock bottom. It, it, what I felt was rock bottom in my life, and I went through these these courses that locked me down in a room like a dojo. <laughs> you you couldn't leave until you broke through all your bullshit, and the cleansing. It was hard. So hard to come face to face with some of the things that I was dealing with. But breaking up those boulders set me free. So never stop trying. Never stop pushing forward. And never stop, never give up on yourself to change the patterns that have been holding on to you like a 10-ton heavy thing. So some recommendations on how to reclaim your life. Become aware of your true feelings, beliefs, and behaviors towards your parents. Don't use forgiveness as an excuse to pretend it didn't happen, but rather actually grieve. Make it clear to yourself that your parents' misguided behavior was not your responsibility. Practice self-definition and learn to assert your own will by learning to express anger in a healthy way. Become proactive in communication and confront your parents if necessary. And break the cycle and make sure you don't impose toxicity on your children. First, um, now I want to give you a word or two about forgiveness. Letting go of the need for revenge is difficult. Believe me, I know. But it is clearly a healthy step to make. Letting go of revenge fantasies starts with forgiveness, but forgiveness has to be done the right way. Many victims who are advised to feel or to forgive feel even worse after trying to do it. That's because forgive and forget can only mean pretend it didn't happen. It's possible for to forgive toxic parents, but... It has to be done as a conclusion, not at the beginning of the process, okay? Firstly, children of toxic parents need to grieve over the fact that they never had to love or had the love from their parents they yearned for. The first step is to go out of denial and stop diminishing or discounting the damage that it has done to you. Pretending it didn't happen and masking it in forgiveness is not good. Forgiveness is especially appropriate when parents do something to earn it. They should acknowledge what happened, take responsibility, and show at least some willingness to make amends. But that doesn't always happen, guys. It doesn't always happen. In the end, emotional and mental peace of children raised by toxic parents comes as a result of releasing oneself from toxic parents' control without necessarily having to forgive them. We are going to be taking a short break. When we come back, we're going to be continuing on our journey to discovering how to reclaim your life through toxic parents. We'll be right back.
3: Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to legalbeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life.
1: All right, here we go with more information that we are going to recommend for reclaiming your life, um, part two of the Toxic Parent series. So, before we went on break, we went over um, a word or two about forgiveness, and that in the end, emotional and mental peace of children raised by toxic parents comes as a result of. Releasing oneself from toxic parents' control without necessarily having to forgive them. All right, we are going to now talk about how your parents' toxic behavior is completely their responsibility. You must absolutely let go of the responsibility for the painful events of your childhood. You were in no way responsible for your parents' toxic behavior. You were in no way responsible for the way your parents neglected or ignored you, the way your parents made you feel unloved or unlovable, your parents' cruel or thoughtless teasing, the bad names your parents called you, your parents' unhappiness and their own problems, your parents' choice not to do anything about their problems, your parents' drinking and what they did when they were drinking, your parents hitting you or molesting you. You were not responsible. I want to give you the space right now to breathe in slowly. Deep breath and let it out slowly in an eight count. And release your idea that it was your responsibility for that. The toxic behavior is completely your parents' responsibility. Even if no harmful intent existed, it's the final result that counts. Please breathe in and exhale the fact that it's their responsibility and not yours. If harm was done by inadequate parents, the intent is completely irrelevant Toxic parents are responsible for what they did do and for what they didn't do. Becoming aware of your toxic beliefs and negative feelings towards your parents. So, understanding the relationship between your family beliefs and negative feelings is an important step towards putting a stop to self defeating behavior. We all have a strong emotional reaction to our parents. But if these feelings are too strong or too negative, then we tend to try to bury them in order to protect ourselves. In toxic families, expressing feelings is usually not allowed. And so becoming aware of feelings towards parents is a demanding task. That's why it's very important that you take it easy and allow blocked feelings to slowly surface. I'll tell you what, unfortunately, you usually have to feel a little bit worse before you can feel better. And believe me, when I was going having my breakthroughs and dealing with all of my junk, man, I did I wanted to go run and hide and stick my head in the sand. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want, you know, I had that that almost fight or flight. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some of you have heard that that the, the evil hates the light. Well, the evil inside of me, which was all of my junk that I had to break up and, and let surface. I, I had to allow it to surface to deal with it. It was scary, but I'm still here. I didn't die. So let's practice that. I really, really want us to move forward in our lives with happiness and positivity. Stifled emotions can especially be seen in high levels of stress, anxiety, muscle tension, fatigue, headaches, and so on. We often say with our bodies what we can't or won't say with our words. If your body shows clear signs of emotional suffering, it's time to slowly open the buried negative feelings. Beliefs lead to rules. Feelings make you obey them. And that's what leads to a certain behavior, even if it's a toxic one. Identify your feelings towards your parents and write them down. Some examples of such feelings can be, I mean, I'm sure we've got a whole linea- <laughs> checklist of Um, of things that we can individually say or individually write about our parents, right? But here's a good exercise. Write them down. Some of the feelings that, that might come up. I feel guilty when I don't do enough for them. I feel guilty when I don't even do everything they ask me to do. I feel guilty when I say no to them. I feel scared when my parents yell at me. I feel scared when they're angry at me. I feel scared when I'm angry at them. I feel sad when my parents are unhappy. I feel sad when I can't make their lives better for them. I feel sad when my parents don't like my husband, my wife, my lover, or my friends. I feel angry when my parents criticize me. I feel angry when my parents try to control me. I feel angry when they tell me how to live my life. All these kinds of negative feelings, if suppressed instead of expressed in a healthy way, lead to a certain toxic behavior. These toxic behaviors towards parents are usually complaint or aggressive types of behavior. I wanted to say a word about maybe... You might recognize that you're actually a toxic parent listening to this. And what the list that I just read off may be your children unable to express these feelings to you, but they have them and they don't they can't they, they feel that they can't express them to you. This is very, very critical in your kids' lives. You don't want your children to feel responsible for you. Would you want to feel responsible for your parents? Let's break the cycle. Examples of toxic behaviors towards parents are maybe I often give in to my parents no matter how I feel. This could be you or this could be your children. I often don't tell them what I really think. I know I didn't tell my parents what I really thought. I would have got some kind of punishment, right? Right. I often don't tell them how I really feel. Well, now as an adult, I don't have the burden of their responsibility of my upbringing. So I tell them how I feel. And it's very liberating, believe me. I often, back to some examples of toxic behaviors towards parents, um, are maybe I often act as if everything is fine between us, even if it isn't. I'm constantly arguing with my parents, maybe to show them um, that I'm right. Like, I have the need to be right. I used to have that. I've got to be right all the time, and you're all wrong. No, that's not it anymore. I constantly do things that I know they don't like to show them that I'm my own person. Like, you're not going to tell me what to do. This isn't me. This is just some examples that I, I brought up. Um, or maybe some, an, an example to, of a behavior towards a parent is screaming or yelling or cursing at them to show them that they can't control you. Now, write down all the complaint or aggressive behaviors that you run into in interacting with your parents. Or maybe you can have enough recognition for maybe being a toxic parent yourself Sit your kids down and open up a discussion about it. Have them write down some behaviors. I swear to you, it will be very revealing. Even if you're not a toxic parent, I'm sure if you have teenagers, they've got some aggressive behaviors that they're thinking about. So just sit down with them and have an open conversation with them. If you allow them the space to feel safe, then they're going to open up to you and you won't fall into continuing to be a toxic parent. The best way to find connection between feelings and beliefs is to use the word because. It's a piggyback technique that gives a lot more sense to the emotional reaction to our parents. You can also set um, help yourself with asking why a few times. For example, let's say... I feel guilty when I do something that upsets my parents because it's my job to make my parents happy. So you're using the word because, because it's a piggyback technique that gives a lot more sense to the emotional reaction, okay? Let me read that again. So the example was, you can say, or something like this. I feel guilty when I do something that upsets my parents because... It's my job to make my parents happy. So we're now going to start facing anger and learning how to express it. In toxic families, emotional expression is not allowed, especially expressing anger. Anger is something only parents have the privilege of displaying in such toxic families. I need to take a sidebar right now and help people understand that anger is a secondary emotion but people get so caught up in all in anger that they don't even recognize that anger is not a first primary emotion something has to occur first you have to feel something first before you get angry do you feel neglected do you feel deceived are you violated These are all emotions that you feel in hurt before you feel anger. Now, back to facing anger and learning how to express it. Consequently, children of toxic parents start to see anger as something bad, ugly, frightening, destroying. But the stifled anger in them only accumulates and escalates into several possible directions, such as one might bury anger and become sick and depressed. Maybe it might divert anger into suffering and marty- and being a martyr. One might deaden it with addictions such as alcohol, drugs, food, or sex. Or one might blow it up, every opportunity, letting anger turn into a tense, frustrated, suspicious, and belligerent activity between people. Anger always means that something needs to be changed because it's a normal human reaction to um, to mistreatment, right? We feel like we're treated poorly or badly, we get angry. It's mandatory for children of toxic parents to learn how to deal with anger in a healthy way. But how are they going to do that if we're being toxic? Until you get anger out in the open in a secured and safe way, you simply cannot deal with it. Healthy dealing with anger includes the following. Give yourself permission to be angry without making any judgments. You can open the space up for your children, too, if your parents... If you're current parents right now, externalizing your anger by, pro, by pounding pillows, yelling at photographs, or having imagery dialogues. Increase your physical activity. I know this helped me a lot. Increasing my physical activity helped me deal with diminishing my anger. Use anger as an energy source for self-definition. It can help you define your limits and boundaries. Like enough is enough. Here's the line in the sand. This isn't gonna happen anymore. And you can express your anger in a healthy way or talk about your anger with safe people. Find somebody that you can talk to, that you can also listen to them. Don't be don't just be the barfer. You need to be the barfing acceptor too. <laughs> all right we are going to take a short break and we're going to get right back into some more ways that um, some more recommendations for uh, reclaiming your life from toxic parents or the fact that you are a parent and you are in a position right now to reclaim your life with your children we will be right back
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
2: Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger.
3: voiceamerica.com
0: You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to legalbeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life.
1: All right, welcome back. We are reclaiming our life and learning tools of how to deal with and um, manage toxic parents. This is part two of this toxic parent series and before we went on break, we were going over some recommendations on how to reclaim your life and we are going to get right back at it because there's so much information that we need to cover today the tools are so important Um, and the next step is to let yourself grieve grief is a very normal and necessary reaction to loss now some people might not think that toxic parenting and all that that you're going through is a loss but it is just look at it in, in this way just keep an open mind to look at it it is a loss There's no healing without grieving. The first step is to identify your losses with the goal of experiencing your grief. It's your job to work through these feelings, to release their hold on you, okay? Children of toxic parents usually have to grieve over the following losses. And you may have experienced these things too, so please pay attention, You may have experienced the loss of good feelings about yourself. You may experience the feelings of loss of safety. You don't feel safe around anybody. Maybe the loss of trust. That's huge. You don't have trust. What do you got? Toxic parents can control children even with no contact or if they're even dead simply because the children have too strong reactions to parent in the form of fawning or rebellious behavior. The solution to emotional independence is simply to learn how to stand up for yourself. Many people don't set up for themselves because they confuse self-definition and autonomy with selfishness. They are separate. There is no need to feel guilty trying to satisfy your own needs in a healthy manner. In this case, it's okay to be selfish, okay? If you want to break unhealthy relationship patterns with your parents, the first step is to focus on what you want and oppose to what your parents want for you or demand from you. This goes into adulthood, guys. I know a lot of adult, par- I mean ad- of adults whose parents still try to control them with money with you you have to raise your kids this certain way because it's their way. And if we don't break the cycle of the toxicity from our parents, we're just going to allow that that's going to be your legacy. Is that the legacy you want to leave for your family? Do you want your children to repeat decade after decade and lineage after lineage of the same toxic crap? I hope not. Many people don't, um, again, many people don't set up for themselves because they confuse self-definition and autonomy with selfishness. It's not selfish. It doesn't make sense to be a good person to everybody but yourself. Make decisions based on what you want and what you need rather than exclusively on what your parents want or need. Practice the following assertions. This, is, this was really important for me even to go through the exercise myself. As an adult in your relationship to your parents, you're responsible for becoming a separate individual from your parents. Look, even whatever your religious beliefs are, mine, I'm a Christian, so in the Bible it says the children will leave their parents. Look honestly at your relationship with your parents. Facing the truth about your childhood. Some of these things were hard for me to grasp. Or not to grasp, sorry. Some of these things were hard for me to, to deal with because like when I told you earlier that I was... Really taking a hard look inside me to break up all of my junk. These boulders, the, the evil doesn't like the light. So, the evil inside of me that kept me captive didn't want me to break up their little party going on inside me to keep me controlled in a toxic feeling. Um, in adult, so a continuing with your relationship to your parents, you're responsible for having the courage to acknowledge the connections between childhood events, and adult life. You're responsible for gaining the courage to express your feelings, to confronting and diminishing the power and control they have over your life, finding appropriate resources to help you heal your inner child. That one was big for me. Reclaiming your adult power and confidence. Grief is an active, not passive action. Grief lets you get unstuck to heal and to do something real about the problems lost uh, of lost childhood. Grief does come to an end and it enables you to integrate and accept the reality of your losses. Asserting emotional independence is part of the grieving process, kind of a side note to it. So, you're grieving You're allowing yourself to grieve the loss of so many things. Loss of maybe nutrition, um, loss of innocence, loss of love. But you're asserting the fact that you're responsible for certain things. You're responsible for yourself. And that's your emotional independence. That means that you can be part of the family, while at the same time, you can also be a separate individual. It means that you can be who you are, And let your parents be who they are. Children from toxic families assume that they have to cut off their parents to be emotionally independent, but that's not true. From reacting to responding in interaction with your parents is pretty important. When you only react, you act without thinking listening, and exploring all the options you have. We all usually act the most reactively. I'll say that 10 times fast. React the most reactively. um, When we feel emotionally threatened or assaulted. Do you agree? Reactive behavior is thus the most intense with our parents. Nevertheless, reactive behavior usually does even more damage in relationships. You shoot from the hip, and you just boom, react to something, or you attack back. I mean, I constantly have to keep myself in check and remind me myself um, of these things too. It's not just you know once and done. It's a lifelong journey, and it's so worth it because at the, you know, when you when you get it, when you really get the process, you're gonna be so free. And you're going to be able to refill, refill that space that you just cleaned out of yourself with love and abundance. But when we, when we act reactively, our emotional reactions are often out of proportion, like shooting from the hip, right, to the events that invoke them. We perceive even small suggestions as a personal attack, a minor constructive criticism as a personal failure. You feel good only if the person completely accepts your view, like it's my way of the highway kind of a thing. Um, if you get the complete approval you want, it's your, it's your point of view and that's it. Now you're completely, feel, you feel good. But without such complete approval... You, maybe you are having a hard time maintaining even minimal emotional stability. Nobody has to be completely in alignment with you. Everybody has their own opinion. On top of that, responsiveness allows you to maintain your sense of self worth. No matter what the person says about you, responsiveness puts you back in control of your life to a great extent. There are two ways to communicate responsive. Practice non-defensive responses and practice power statements. You know, this isn't some like, you know, gung-ho, we're going to cheer, go rah, 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 and then you leave the room and, you know, you're not empowered anymore. You just have to practice daily practice. As long as you seek your parents' approval, you'll act reactively. As long as you try to make them see your point of view, you'll react in an emotional, destructive way. Only if you stay calm and Refuse to be stampeded, will you retain power? Only a non-defensive response can keep the conflict from escalating and shows your real inner strength. Stand in confidence. That's your job is to practice a non-defensive response with your parents. Some examples might be, a response might be, oh, I see. Or, that's interesting. You can even say, I'm sorry you don't approve. It doesn't matter if they accept it. You're sorry they don't approve, but you're still going to go forward with what you decide to do. Or a, a response could be, let me think about that. Or I'm sorry you're hurt, upset, or disappointed, but that's your feelings. The moment you argue, apologize, or explain, or even try to get other people to change their minds, you hand them the power. They can be your parents or anybody else, okay? Even if you ask someone to forgive or to understand, you give them the power to withhold what you're asking for. But with non-defensive responses, you are asking nothing. And when you do that, you simply can't be rejected. The other way to respond instead of react is to communicate with position statements, position statements clearly express what you think and believe, what's important to you, what you're willing to do and what not to do, and what's negotiable and not negotiable. Now, the confrontation is is huge. Uh, I'm saving this towards the end because the confrontation uh, might need a little bit more digesting. So this is an instrumental, It's instrumental information. And there's, in a book that I'm going to share with you in in just a moment, there's a really long chapter on confronting your parents. You can even find in that chapter scripts and scenarios and many different recommendations that follow in the book to make confrontation successful. Now, if you're planning to confront your toxic parents, you really need to get the book on that. And I'm going to tell you what the book is in a moment. The purpose of confrontation with your parents is not to retaliate. It's not to punish them or put them down or dump anger on them or get positive feedback. The purpose of confrontation is to face them, overcome the fear of facing them, tell them the truth, determine what kind of relationship you want to have with them from now on. Put your line in the sand. You should do the confrontation for yourself, not for them. And see confrontation as a successful simply um, because by having the courage to do it, you're successful. The vital important reason for confronting your parents is that what you don't hand back, you pass on. If you don't deal with your fear, guilt, and anger at your parents, you're simply going to take it out on your partner and even your children. So this has to do with your relationships going forward with everyone. Confronting your parents about their toxicity is key to overcoming the toxic feelings that you have in how you treat your partner, in how you treat your future relationships with your children, with your business, with everything. We are going to come right back. We're going to take our short break. Then we're going to conclude this episode with some amazing information that you will not want to miss. We will be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron Live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast.
2: All the time, the number one internet talk station where your
0: opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to legalbeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life.
1: Right. Thank you for continuing to lean in on this last part of this episode, part two of Toxic Parents and how to Reclaim your Life. Before we went on break, we had um, a little bit of a discussion about confrontation. I get pretty excited, um, excited. like, you know, I get into this information because it's so important. It's not only important for everyone to hear it, to to just have it in this revealing episode, but, for also for me, because like I've always told you, I'm very transparent with information that I share, because it relates to me too. Um, I'm not I'm not immune to having these feelings and and things that I've talked about in, in all of my, all of our um, episodes here. So, uh, some final words that I want to share with you about confrontation before we get into the next um, tool to reclaim your life from all of this is that. You know, you can constructively confront your parents by writing a letter or talking to them face to face. Either way, the main idea to communicate is in four parts. You want to, it's important that these four parts be in your discussion or in your letter, okay? Number one, what they did to you. They might not even realize what they did to you because they're so caught up in their own junk, right? And let me just take a note here too to say that maybe it's you who's going to help your parents break through stuff. Maybe it's you. You're not responsible, but maybe you'll touch your parents' life now to help them overcome their junk too. Okay, so even if you write it down first and practice it and then meet them face to face and talk about this again, the first thing, the first idea that you would need to communicate is what they did to you. The second is how you felt about it at that time. The third is how it affects your life now. And the fourth thing is what you want to do from now on. Those are four key elements of a discussion or a letter to address confrontation. The most frequent reaction of toxic parents is a counterattack, okay? So, you know, be prepared, build up your resistance, (coughs) not resistance, excuse me, build up your tolerance level because the most frequent response is something like, it never happened, it was your fault. I said I was sorry. We did the best we could. Look at what we did for you. How can you do this to me? And so on. That's just their normal function of reactions that come out because they're still existing in their toxicity. Okay? The exercise for you to do the, to write the letter or confront them, remember it's not for them. It's for you. The confrontation usually leads to three potential outcomes or positions, right? Parents, number one is parents slowly admit their mistakes and the damage they've done and then they try to repair it. Or parents cut off communication with children because everything is too painful for them. Okay? Remember, they're still caught up in it if this happens. It's not you. The third is that something in the middle might happen. You know, they might not talk to you for a while, but then they come back and they say you're right because they have to They're in the process of where you started at is not denying it. So they're in the beginning processes. So you're helping them, okay? Many times confrontation needs to be cut short because toxic parents start to twist words, accuse, scream, or even break furniture, threaten you, make you feel crazy. If you experience any of these things, just come back to the point that the confrontation is not for them. It's for you. You must also be uh, prepared that your parents can cut you out of their lives, disown you, respond with some other drastic you know, reaction. But I want to tell you to stop playing the game. It's quite often an action in vain trying to get toxic parents to change. You struggle to do whatever it takes to get them to become loving and accepting of you. That's not your responsibility, okay? Stop playing the game. You yep. would do anything to hear them say that they love you and that they are proud of you, yet it doesn't happen. This struggle can drain your energy on a daily basis and fill your life with pain. So stop playing the game. Okay. Instead of fantasizing about how your parents will change, strive to become a self-defined and assertive person. The more self-defined and independent you become, the less your toxic parents are probably going to like it, but they will also have less control over your life. Let go of trying to figure out what you're supposed to do to get their love because there's nothing you can do, really. Stop being so emotionally reactive to them. Instead, live a proactive life on your own terms. This is why it's important that you trust your own feelings and perceptions and become who you really are, following your own goals and respecting your own needs. Last but not least, break the cycle of toxicity. Once you break the cycle of toxic patterns, you'll be much more open and available for a truly open and loving relationship with everyone, towards yourself and others, You will be finally able to love yourself. When you break the cycle, you stop acting like a victim. Stop acting like an abusive or inadequate parent. You no longer have to be hopeless, helpless, dependent child with your partners, children, friends, colleagues, authority figures, parents. The list goes on. You can finally be more emotionally available in your relationships, especially with your children. You can change to develop and you have a chance to develop the secure attachment style. And as I said, children of toxic parents usually behave toxically to other parents or other people in their relationships like spouses, siblings, friends, children, apologizing to all the people you have hurt and make all the... And all the mistakes you've made, especially to your children if you have them, is an important part of breaking the cycle. Genuine love creates feelings of warmth, pleasure, safety, inner peace, and stability. These are also the loving behaviors you should spread along among the people you love and the whole family and humanity. But remember... Becoming a true loving adult is not a linear process, but a road on which you grow, you grow upwards, downwards, forward, backwards and inside out. You will falter and make mistakes on the path, who doesn't? We're human. But fail forward. A great deal of self-reflection and proactive behavior can definitely help you on this path of becoming a healthy adult. You will also never be completely free of anxiety, fear, guilt, and confusion, but no one is, my friends. The demons seated in you by your toxic parents will no longer control you if you don't let them. And that's the key. Now, I told you I was going to share with you a book. Now, I want you to read the book. Go go grab it and read the book, Toxic Parents, Overcoming Their Hurtful Legacy and Reclaiming Your Life. It's by Susan, Dr. Susan Forward. It's an amazing book. Make sure that you take a heed of that chapter on confrontation, on confronting your parents. And with that, I want to thank you for tuning in. And until next week... Stay blessed.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Reclaiming Your Life. Be sure to join Don Christensen for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we speak again, have a good week.